اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وی شیل انشاء اللہ بی پریزنٹنگ سیملٹینیس انگلش ٹرانسلیشن آف دی فرائیڈے سرمن بائی امیر المومنین حضرت خلیفت المسیح دا فورتھ ڈلیورڈ ان واشنگٹن ڈی سی یو ایس اے آن ٹوینٹی فرسٹ آف جون اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان لا اله الا اشهد ان محمد رسول الله اشهد ان محمد رسول سم آئی سی سم فیسز ہے 
My thing, they don't have, that's a different thing, yes, but they know it. Okay. <coughs> Hazur says, I am delivering this sermon in D.C. It was necessary to make this announcement because now in many of the Jamaats this sermon is being heard live. As I am on tour, wherever I lead the Friday prayer, I begin the sermon with the announcement as to where I am delivering the sermon. The series of the sermons which is continuing relates to the subject of the prayers of the Holy Quran. That is, it relates to the of those people about whom we say this prayer daily in chapter Al-Fatiha, that, O Allah, guide us to the path of those on whom you had bestowed your blessings. As it is a very difficult path, I had made clear right from the start that to walk on this path is not possible without the help of prayer, and that the Holy Quran has taught us all those prayers with the help of which the people in the path who were bestowed with blessings had walked those paths. Therefore, remaining negligent of those prayers, to continue to repeat this prayer in each one of our five daily prayers, that, O Allah, guide us on the path of those who were bestowed with blessings, is not a fair method. On the one hand, one is praying to walk on a most difficult path, and on the other hand, one is totally ignorant of the ways of those who had followed that path and had received blessings from Allah, and whose mention Allah has preserved in detail 
in the Holy Quran. That such were the people bestowed with blessings, and such were the works they did. And this is how they used to supplicate to me, and this is how I used to accept their prayers, and used to shower on them more blessings. We have already discussed one prayer of Hazrat Job, and now there is another prayer whose style is somewhat different to the previous prayer. The Holy Quran says, Vazkur Abdana Ayyub is Nadarabahu Anni Masani Shaitanu Binusubin Wadab. Chapter 38, Swad, verse 42. It says, Remember our servant Job also. Is Nadarabahu when he called his Lord in deep pain and said, that Satan has afflicted me with much suffering and torment. The style of this prayer is somewhat different in this way, that more than the prayer it has form of a complaint. He did not say that help me or do this or that for me, but it is involuntary expression of pain, as when a child says that my head is splitting with pain and says nothing else. Therefore, at times the unexpressed prayers, which are only an expression of pain, have deep effect. That is why immediately Allah said, He did not say that I have accepted the prayer, because the prayer had an in-between form. It was a complaint or an involuntary expression of pain. Allah addressed him immediately and said, You should take a mount and urge it, striking with your heels to make it run fast. And see what good water this place holds. It is cool and good for bathing and drinking. In fact, it was an indication of migration. It is established from the later incidents that the Satan who was troubling Hazrat Job was some plundering and tyrant man. There are many well-known stories about Hazrat Job, but what is clear from the Holy Quran is that although he did suffer physical disease, but it was not just one affliction. But his enemy had made life unbearable in all respects. His possessions were robbed, various kinds of disease were spread among his herd. Some members of his family were turned away from him and were made to mistrust him. They had created such painful situation that there are some reports that even his wife had left him. The Holy Quran has not mentioned all these incidents, but the way Allah addressed Hazrat Jaw after this prayer shows firstly that there was a command of migration, and it was not wise to stop any longer in such a place. And secondly, there was a promise that we will take you to a cool place where there are such springs that if you bathe your body in them, you will be cured. Here the word baridun means water which can impart coolness. 
as far as I have researched since Hazrat Job was suffering some physical diseases and his body had developed running sores therefore his migration was to a region which had springs that contained sulfur such springs are normally of warm water but when man's body is burning with painful inflammation and the man feels extremely restless but as he's cured with warm water he says i feel cool and refreshed i i feel calm so here the word baridun does not mean cold water but a water which imparts calmness which cures that is why i did not translate it as cold water it said water that cures there was water which was refreshing to drink but it does not mean that the same water was used for drinking because we have experienced that in such regions there are springs of boiling water in which as the people suffering skin diseases bathe they are cured but nearby are also springs of extremely cold water such cold water times you cannot put your hand in it kullo manali has many such springs i remember that during my childhood once hazrat khalifatul masih the second took us there in one spring the water was so hot that it was impossible to put one's hand into it but adjacent to it was a spring of such cold water that hazrat muslim aud said whoever of us will keep his hand in it for one minute i will give him this much reward but could do it so it was such a place that there was barid water in essence and there was physically barid water nearby one was barid for cure and the other was barid because it was cool and refreshing to drink then it says wahabna lahu ahlahu wa mithlahum maahum rahmatan minna wa zikra liulil albab and we restored his family members to him it looks they did not accompany him during his migration but when his situation improved they gradually came back to him but not just his wife and children but mithlahum maahum he found many other families who were like the member of his own family it is a fact that when the holy prophet had migrated whatever families he had left behind far more loving families and he had gained in medina and spiritually the people of medina fulfilled the right of brotherhood never have the migrating people had such peace and tranquility nor have they been shown such love as was shown by the ansar of medina there were many among them who let the immigrants share half of their property and they had such passion for sacrificing everything that belonged to them that once a companion went to prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him and submitted that i have shared wealth and property but i have more than one wife if you permit me i would like to divorce half of them so that they can marry the immigrants who have left their wives behind it was an amazing passion for sacrifice
Therefore, when Hazrat Job had migrated, it looks that the people had shown him similar kindness. And this happened according to the Allah. Otherwise, this sentence would look strange. That it is true that we had restored his family to him. And many others similar to them. So this was a blessing of migration. I have also noticed that since I have come to Britain from Pakistan, there are many families who show such deep love that it looks I have come to my own family. Not only that there is no difference, but in many respects they show limitless love and affection. When I recite this verse, I remember the incident of Medina and I remember the grace of Allah after my journey also. But a special point of wisdom worth reflecting here is that at times a prayer is accepted without the asking, only at expressing the feeling of pain. Previously we had discussed a prayer of Hazrat Moses, peace be on him, in which he supplicated that, O oh my Lord, I do not beg for anything. You know best what I need. So whatever you may will, I beg only that. And as a result, Allah fulfilled all his needs. I had put a detailed light on this in my last sermon. This is also a similar style of prayer. There is an expression of pain he is not supplicating, and it is Allah Himself who says, Yes, we have heard you. You are in great pain. You have shown great patience. Now you should do these things. You have shown patience, are not the words used here, but mentioning the kindness of Allah. After this prayer, the matter ends on this. Inna that we found that Hazrat Job showed great patience. How good a servant he was. If one wants to serve, he should become a servant like him. The phrase of Nemul Abd is, as we say, how great a man he was. One should be like him. So Allah says, that there are many servants of mine, but if one is a servant like Hazrat Job, then it is so pleasing. He showed great patience. And he repeatedly bowed to me. So at the back the acceptance of prayer are such ways which you will have to adopt. Just an expression of pain is not enough, especially if the pain is expressed by a man who is patient, then it influences one's heart deeply. I have experienced it in the day-to-day -day dealings of people that some people express pain in small matters. Even if they beg, one does not want to give them something involuntarily, as you would give to those not have a habit of begging. They keep quiet and show patience after patience. When their patience breaks, one's heart automatically begins to burst with feelings, 
and one says he must be in extreme difficulty that he has spread his hand to beg. So before this prayer, one thing is the patience of Hazrat Job, which set a background to it. And then Avab means that he would run to God for everything and go to anyone else. Whenever a need arose, whenever he faced difficulty, if he ran, he ran to God. These are the two habits as a result of which Allah has accepted this prayer with such glory. So whenever you say the prayers of the Holy Quran, you should say them with those charms with which they are accepted. Some people say that please write a prayer for us which we should repeat continuously. Some people say we continue to repeat these words of prayer. We sit for hours prayer mat and continuously repeat the words of the prayer. But so far, our prayer has not been accepted. But how will it be accepted without charms? One falls in love with charm and not with words. The same may be repeated by a common man and it may offend. But a man you love, if he repeats the same thing, you feel affection. So the feeling of love is the name of a psychological condition and except prayer is connected with love. As a poet says, That the one I love shows anger at my expression of love, but I love his anger. Now their relationship is such that one feels hatred but the other feels love. Whoever feels hatred, the poet says, when I love him, he feels upset and my condition that when he shows anger, I feel more attraction. So here with regard to prayers, it is not the matter of words that you should start repeating the words of a prophet. The Holy Quran has mentioned the inner feelings those situations, has mentioned the morals of those prophets, has mentioned the relationship of those prophets with God. It has set a background scene and then taught the prayer. To develop that background scene, if a man were to effort, then even if he cannot become like them, but he should at least try it. Then he should pray and see. It will never fail. It is my faith that a prayer which was said by a prophet and did not fail, if it is said with the same pain and same deep feelings, it will never fail. We have seen that those competent doctors who prescribe a remedy and then give detailed instructions that if you take these care, the remedy will work. Their remedy does work. I have an interest in homeopathic medicine. I have seen that when some doctors prescribe a remedy, it seldom works. But some others who give detailed precautions that if you take these cares, the remedy will work, it certainly works. So who can be a better doctor than Allah who has given us a recipe like that of Quran for every cure of man? So if you see with deep reflection, you will be amazed 
that it has mentioned a background of each prayer. All those charms have been discussed, putting his glance on which Allah had accepted those prayers. Now there is an interesting prayer which the people are not saying, but the angels say it. It says, we have created such angels who are supporting Arsh, the divine throne. And whatever is in its surroundings. They remember Allah and praise Him. And they firmly believe in Him. And whoever believed, they continue to do istighfar, beg Allah's forgiveness for them. Mostly, the commentators translate this verse as though, God forbid, Arsh is a kind of a physical throne somewhere in the skies on which God sits. And some angels are supporting it on their shoulders. And this is a prayer of those angels. It is entirely ignorant thought and has no reality. Allah is supporting the entire universe. Who it is can support Allah. Therefore, Arsh does not mean some physical throne. Arsh has various meanings and the word Arsh is used in various places in the Holy Quran with different shades of meaning. And by Arsh is meant the organization of the universe. For instance, Allah says in the Holy Quran that when we created the heavens and the earth, Allah established himself on Arsh. So Arsh here means entire universe and its organization, which Allah had created and then took control of it. He set up a system for it. So the powers which run the system of universe, and when we talk of the system of universe, we do not mean only the physical universe, but also the spiritual universe. And here probably that is what is being mentioned, that those angels created by God, those powers responsible to run the spiritual system of universe, they praise Allah and remember Allah, and then submit that, O oh God, forgive the believers. Our mind turns more to the angels, because here they have not asked Allah's forgiveness for themselves. This translation of this verse was also possible that the angel-like people say this prayer. But among the angel-like people, the highest was the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings be upon him. And he used to beg Allah's forgiveness for himself first, and, and then beg forgiveness for the believers. Since the angels do not have the power to do evil, they are not given this choice. Therefore, they cannot ask forgiveness for themselves. For them, it is a helpless condition. Therefore, here we will have to make this translation, that the angels who run the spiritual system, their heart must also wish 
that we should all istighfar beg allah's forgiveness but since this does not apply to them therefore they do istighfar for the believing people of allah they do istighfar in this way rabbana wasaita kullu shay'in rahmatan wa ilma that o our lord wasaita kullu shay'in rahmatan wa ilma you have encompassed everything with knowledge and with mercy your knowledge encompasses everything and your mercy is all embracing faghfir lil ladina tabu so show mercy to those who repent wattabau sabilaka and walk on your path waqihim azab al jahim save them from the punishment of fire rabbana wadkhilhum jannati adnin allati wa'attahum wa man salaha min salaha min abaihim wa azwajihim wa zurriyatihim innaka antal azizul hakim o our lord enter them in everlasting gardens the gardens which you miss them and enter those people also who were good among their forefathers wazurriyatihim and their children also innaka antal azizul hakim surely you have all encompassing knowledge and are wise waqihim usayyat and save them from evil man taqis man taqis sayyawmaizin faqad rahimta if today you protect one from the ills then you have shown him great mercy ghafurur wa zalika huwa alghafurul azim and it is god alone who shows the most mercy and transcends everything there are two things in these verses which i want especially to put before you although it is clearly established that the angels do istighfar for mankind and for the believers but his holiness muhammad the messenger of allah may peace and blessings of allah be upon him also did istighfar for all mankind and especially for the believers and since he also was rahmatul lil alamin mercy for all the world therefore when i read the verse bana wasaita kullu shay'in rahmatan wa ilma that o our lord you become common to all through your mercy so the first prophet through whom as mercy was made general for the whole of mankind was his holiness muhammad mustafa may peace and blessings of allah be upon him therefore i think that in this is also a mention of the istighfar of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him his mercy which has reached the whole of mankind has reached more through his prayers because his favor had not become general through teaching the word ilma mentions his teaching and the word rahma mentions his blessings so the only prophet whose teaching was general for the whole of mankind and whose mercy was also general was hazrat muhammad the messenger of allah a peace and blessings of allah be upon him although his teaching could not reach in all places and has not reached even today even today in the country where we are assembled 
the majority of the inhabitants are ignorant of the teaching of Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, which was for the whole of mankind. But his mercy has definitely reached, and his mercy has reached those who passed before him and those who were born after him, and has reached the whole world. To understand this subject, you should remember that it is not just our claim, but is a fact. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings upon him, has been declared to be the purpose of the creation of the world. And as the evolutionary processes led to the creation of man, similarly, the progress of the Sharia law had to lead to the teaching of Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. That is, Islam is the ultimate perfection of Sharia law. From this angle, those who lived before him, whatever spiritual training they were given, was for advancing their step towards this. And throughout the world, wherever Sharia law was revealed by God and his mercy descended on man, all of them were being prepared to become a part of the global brotherhood established by the Holy Prophet. A peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Then, as a tree bears fruit, we understand that it has reached its intended aim. But you do not wait to look after the tree after it has become the fruit. You begin to look after it right from the time of sowing the seed or even before that. When you dig the ground and make it soft, when you put the fertilizer in it and water it. So these arrangements are made while the seed has not been sown yet. Then you sow the seed and it becomes a tree and you look after it continuously till at last it begins to bear fruit. Therefore, if the favor of Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had reached to the people in the previous times and was general everywhere throughout the universe, then it is not an imaginary claim. Allah addressed the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and said, that, O oh my servant, if we did not aim to create you, then we would not have created the universe, because you are the fruit of this universe. You are the aim of this universe. I had to create one like you, and on the way others were also created. To grow fruit on trees, wood also grows, leaves also grow, and their various benefits also reach the world. So this is the meaning in which sense I feel the angels submit to God that, O oh Allah, your mercy and your knowledge has become widespread throughout the whole world. Therefore have mercy on each one and accept his repentance who bows to independence and save him from the punishment of fire. Here we also understand the meaning of Yawmai Zin. In this prayer, the angels submit. 
وقیم سیاد و منطقی سیاد یومیز ان فقد رحمتا یوم مینز ای پیریڈ دا نارمل انٹیلیجنس آف مین شوڈ انڈرسٹینڈ دس پوائنٹ دیٹ ان وچ ایور پیریڈ اللہ شوڈ فرگیو سم ون ہی ہیز شون گریسی ٹو ہم وٹ از مینٹ بائی یومائز ان وائی ڈو دی اینجل سے دیٹ یو شوڈ فرگیو ہم ٹوڈے ہی ہیز اٹینڈ ہز آبجیکٹو وٹ اٹ مینس از دیٹ ہو ایور ہیز بین فرگیون ان دا پیریڈ آف محمد مصطفیٰ may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. What a great glory it is. This is the time which is the time of repentance and the time to turn towards Allah. Secondly, through this verse, I've learned such an interpretation of Rahimta, that is, you showed mercy, which we were not aware of previously. As we pray, we say, It is a prayer in the Holy Quran which we have been taught. Overlook our faults. And forgive us. And have mercy on us. Generally, the one who is praying thinks that mercy means that we are in a state of misery, like the beggar who says, that I am starving, I have no clothes, please give me something, and have mercy on me. But the meaning of Rahim here is much deeper. The angels have clarified this meaning towards the end of their prayer. They submit. That in this period, that is, in the time of the Sharia law of Muhammad, May peace blessings of Allah be upon him. Whoever you save from ills, you have mercy on him. That is, your mercy means that you save someone from ills. And especially in the time of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Whoever is protected from the ills, because the greatest trials of ills were destined for the time of the Holy Prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He it is about whom we can say you showed mercy to him. Now, if you read that prayer again, you can understand its meaning better. We say overlook our faults. Whatever mistakes we make, please turn your glance away from them as though you have not seen them. And whatever sins we have committed, forgive them. Why? Is it that we should continue to commit No. Varhamna. Have mercy on us in the sense that you should save us from ills, that in future we should never commit ills. So this meaning was made clear by this prayer of the angels. As I said, Yomayzin has been mentioned here because the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, himself has prophesied that the trial of ills which my Ummah is going to face, such a trial has never been faced in the world. He said, in my time, Antichrist will be born.
he said that all the prophets have been warning their followers that beware a time shall come when antichrist will appear and never have ills risen as a test for man as will rise in that period and will overpower most of the people the picture of the one who will create ills has been presented as a dreadful demon who will be utterly deprived of religion but materially will be most advanced as far as the details of the ills are concerned we find its mention in various places in the traditions and also in the holy quran that such days shall come and these are the same days through which we are passing so yomaizin is connected the most to this period now you see that in this period a great flood of evil has risen from the west and has been drowning the world you will never find its example in any other period the country where you live is an exact replica of the picture which hazrat muhammad the messenger of allah a peace and blessings of allah be upon him had painted about the ways of the antichrist 1400 years ago he said that the jal antichrist will not have his right eye that is he will be deprived of spirituality righteousness and love of god but his left eye will be very large and very bright and will have such power of sight that it will pierce right to the bottom and will see the hidden things of the earth so till today no power has risen which had as much influence and authority as america has the ills start from here and spread throughout the world and with respect to worldly progress also the country which is ahead of all of the countries so when you read this prayer you should reflect as to what is meant here by the word yomaizin it was the time of the umma of hazrat muhammad the messenger of allah may peace and blessings of allah be upon him in which it was destined that the ills will spread he had come to spread mercy and knowledge but in the same umma such a time had also to come when the ills were going to spread in all directions so how excellent a prayer has been said for us when we had not born yet allah's angels remembered this time and prayed for us on the divine throne that o oh allah in that period they will not be able to remain protected without the help of prayer they will carry great responsibility but will be weak people opposed such great power will rise that you yourself say that such power have never been established in the world therefore we submit that have mercy and protect them from the ills the parents who worry for their sons and for their daughters and ask me what recipe should we use then before mentioning any other recipe i tell them that the greatest recipe is of prayer and how you should say the prayer this verse of quran has made it clear to you 
those angels of God through whom the spiritual system operates, on whose shoulders is the burden of operating the spiritual system. Their prayer is full of meaning. They have said this prayer with a deep glance. We should also join in this prayer, and as I have explained its detail, and have described its background, you should say this prayer with this meaning for your own self and for your children. There is another prayer which Allah taught to the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and, and to his companions. It is a prayer for a journey. Then the board for it, there is another prayer which allot to the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and to his companions. It is a prayer for a journey. That when they board for a journey, they say this prayer. That to have boarded and settled, you should say. Holy is he who established this conveyance for us. We were not capable of bringing this conveyance under our control. Mukrenin means to put a rein, as one could make something one's slave for good, and used it for one's own purpose. And that thing should not have the power to do anything against the wishes of its master. This is the subject which is covered by the word Tashkhir. And progressing the same meaning, it says, We certainly did not have the power to bring it under our command. And will certainly return to our Lord. This prayer is especially linked to this time because the previous mounts which were created for man, that is the animals, there is a vast difference between them and the present means of travel. The present means of transport are exceptionally powerful and they are linked to the same Antichrist about whom I have just read out a prayer. Therefore, although one cannot say that these prayers have put one after the other because they are the prayers of the same period, because the chapters are different, but whether one thinks it is a coincidence or considers it a special decree of Allah, it is a fact that where the first prayer is mentioned and the ills of the latter days are mentioned immediately after that, the prayer that we find in the Holy Quran is this very prayer. Therefore, I am inclined to think that the conveyances of the present times are especially in view, and Allah teaches us 
that when you board these conveyances, you should say this prayer, that apparently we think that we have them under our control, but the fact is that they are under your control. If your law of nature did not help us, then these conveyances cannot be brought under our control. It is a fact that in the present times, whenever the scientists have displayed arrogance, especially regarding conveyances, they have always suffered disgrace. Once they built a huge in Britain. It was such a magnificent ship that they said such a ship had never been built and probably will never be built in future either. Britain was boasting a great deal that such a passenger ship which will travel from Britain to America has never been conceived before. It had all kinds of facility and there were arrangements to protect it against all dangers. They set sail with great glory and pride. It sank in its maiden voyage and an untold passengers were drowned with it who were joining its maiden voyage with great splendor. You cannot trust the ships. Even if you trusted them, they cannot fight the law of nature. When forceful storms rise, then the man-made machines are like a strand of straw. As there is a small particle of dust or a blade of grass which flies around, this is how the ships are about. Therefore, the Ahmadis must especially remember that after boarding every conveyance, they should say this prayer. But with this, another sentence has been added, which is most enjoyable. It is. Eventually, we shall have to return to God. It is so deep a subject which has been stated in this sentence. One point is that, oh, the believing people of Allah do pray when they board various dangerous means of transport, but they do not fear. As they pray, they also say that, oh Allah, this is a transient journey. Our real travel is towards you. We will eventually reach you. Therefore, if your will is that this ship will sink and we may not return to our homeland, but the real home is you, where we will have and meet you. Therefore, we have a firm faith. We shall be returned to our Lord. I also had an interesting experience of this. In 1965, when I visited Sri Lanka on the ship in which I was traveling, there was also a cabinet minister from Sri Lanka. When we were approaching Sri Lanka, there was such a dreadful storm that I had never seen such a dreadful scene in a ship before. There was such uproar in the whole ship. They were weeping, crying, and supplicating. Some were thinking of their wives and children, and some were remembering Allah, and the ship was violently tossing up and down. But I was sitting unperturbed. I remembered this prayer, and I did not worry in the least. Anyway, Allah showed mercy and the past, 
when we were going to disembark, the minister asked me, Who are you? I said, I am a Muslim. He said, There are many other Muslims on this ship. What kind of a Muslim are you? I understood his point, and as I explained to him, he said, I am amazed that the whole ship was presenting a scene of doomsday, and you were sitting so composed, and you were totally unperturbed. I said to him, It is because has given us the message that we make these short journeys, aiming for some destinations. Allah reminds us that you must not forget your final destination. That destination is the real. It is a permanent abode. You will have to return to it. So what I was thinking was that whether we go today or go the next day, we shall have to return there. What difference does it make? So this prayer and the following sentence gives an exceptional strength to a believer. Firstly, I believe that blessing of this prayer, a believer is saved from many misfortunes. And where something is destined, he bows his head before the will of Allah with great glory and repose. So you should say the same prayers, which are the prayers of those on whom Allah bestowed blessings. But you should say the prayers with their feelings, diving deep into the meaning of the prayers. Since this prayer was taught to Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and of Allah be upon him. Therefore, at the same time, we are told its deep meanings, which no one could understand better than the Holy Prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. That you and your companions will say these prayers, will for sure say these prayers, but always remembering that eventually we will have to return to God. Now there is a prayer can call a prayer of Al-Insan, of perfect man. Because Allah has presented this prayer in this way. And from this I understand that it is certainly the prayer of Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in which beside the word Al-Insan are many other pointers which tell us that it is the prayer of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. It says, <laughs> Those who say that our Lord is Allah and remain steadfast, they have no fear nor do they grieve over things which are lost. Yahzonun does not mean that they don't face situations of grief. What it means is that the situations of fear do but they do not fear and are not overwhelmed by them. But on each situation of fear, Allah's fear remains prevailed over them. And it saves them from the fear of the world. Then they do suffer some loss, as it has been said elsewhere in the Holy Quran. But as a result of those losses, they do not suffer grief. When they lose something, they say, 
okay it is gone and the Ahmadiyya history tells us even in this period with the grace of Allah such servants of Hazrat Muhammad the messenger of Allah may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him were born who were dispossessed of everything but they continued to smile and did not suffer grief I had mentioned this once previously the incident of a young man who came to see me during the disturbances of 1974 in Pakistan. He had come to see Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III and as I used to work in the Waqf-e-Jadid department he came to see me also. When he entered the room had broad smile on his face and he was in high spirits. His name was Nasir. Seeing him in a happy mood, I said, Nasir, what is the matter? Have you gained much today that you are so happy? He said the same question was put to me by Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III, and I had given the same reply to Hazur that today we have lost everything in the way of Allah. That is why I am happy. We had rice mills, factories, and with the grace of Allah it was a prosperous family. He told me that the opponents continued to load the trucks to take away the rice sacks throughout the day and no one showed any concern, nor the police came, till everything had gone. They pulled down the walls and I am now happy and very pleased that now Allah will give everything back to us as we have given everything that we had possessed over to God. This is the meaning of Opposite to this, those who lack faith, you will see that if they suffer a little loss, they lose their life in its grief. So you can see how great is this difference, how magnificent are those people who are the servants of Muhammad, the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam who have received spiritual training from him. It is about them that God is saying, See how great are my servants. When they declare that Allah is our Lord, then they consider none else their Lord. Here, this is the meaning of Rabbun Allah. Rabb means the one who brings you up the one who grants you everything, provider of sustenance, even from lower to the higher stage. They call God a rub, but fear the powers of the world and consider them a rub. Allah says, this cannot be. My servants are only those who calling me rub become exclusively mine. What is their sign? No fear of the world can overwhelm them. They become free of fear, and whatever harm they may suffer, they do not over it. They spend their days always in a tranquil state. How great is this man whom the Holy Quran wants to develop? That is why Allah has presented this prayer as the prayer of Al-Insan. These are the qualities of the perfect man, their prayer is yet to come.
it says these are the people who will enter gardens of paradise and they shall be removed from those gardens this is a reward of their deeds as they had exclusively become of god for good allah will become theirs for good we admonished al insan that is muhammad the messenger of allah the perfect man may peace and blessings of allah be upon him that you should be kind to your parents here a question arises that the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him see his parents he did see his mother but only for a short while according to some reports his father had died before the birth of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him so what is the meaning of be kind to your parents this admonition which is given to the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him is in fact an admonition to the whole mankind because whatever admonition is given to the perfect man ordinary people are included in it and this is the reason why there was no need to make an elaborate introduction allah says we have said this to the perfect man that remember that you must always be kind to your parents this subject is also general as you can see thus far this subject is applicable to all humankind later on this sub take on a different color he says that you can see what great favor have your mothers done to you if we translate it literally the subject is being stated in the third person it is hamalatu muhu purhan everyone's mother carries one as a baby in her belly with great difficulty and gives birth with much pain she develops baby in her womb for 9 long months in such a state that it progresses gradually from very elementary stage to the human form now you can see that whoever had said rabbun allah allah is my lord it is another of his quality which has been mentioned here this is what rab means progressing from a lower stage and taking to higher stage in human relations its best example the mother allah says look at your mother that the mother of each man had reared him with great difficulty in her womb then gave birth to him facing many dangers and this period of carrying him in her belly and then to give birth and then breastfeed him is spread over the months till when he reached maturity and reached the age of 40 
قال رب اعوذني ان اشكر نعمتك التي انعمت علي he said this prayer which i will discuss now i had said that later on the subject will change one is a general meaning which applies to the whole of mankind every mother gives birth to him the same way but everyone does not feel grateful the same way now the subject has returned to hazrat muhammad the messenger of allah may peace and blessings of allah be upon him mentioning a general incident which applies to all mankind it has said al insan that is muhammad the messenger of allah may peace and blessings of allah be upon him and has touched the same subject again and it is stated that when he reached maturity and reached the age of 40 and the age of 40 years was the age of maturity of his prophethood why 40 years have been mentioned otherwise every man does not say this reaching the age of 40 so for certain it is his holiness muhammad the messenger of allah a peace and blessings of allah be upon him who has been referred to here and it is his picture which has been described here that after receiving prophethood what prayer he used to say allah says O my Lord, enable me that I can render thanks of the blessing which you bestowed on me, and then perfected it. This is not the word which is used here, but the subject of perfection is included in prophethood. That is why here I have used the word perfected. The verse says, O my Lord, enable me that I can render thanks of thing which you bestowed on me. And whatever blessing you had bestowed on my parents, I should render thanks of that also. Now you can see that it has not mentioned the kindness of the Holy Prophet towards his parents. it is because his parents had already passed away it looks this subject has been woven with two cords at times it becomes general and at other times it becomes special when it becomes general it spreads over all mankind when it contracts it is drawn together in the person of hazrat muhammad the messenger of allah May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He used to say this prayer, that, O oh Allah, the great blessing which you bestowed on me, enable me that I could do my duty to render thanks, not only of this, but I should render thanks to you on behalf of my parents also. It is obvious that the parents had passed away and they did not know what blessing was bestowed on them. It is a fact that the parents of the Holy Prophet, a peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had already passed away. Little did they know that from their offspring, the greatest man of the world was going to be born, who will reach to high stations that a man could not have imagined that someone will reach so close to Allah. 
and since his parents had passed away in such a state that they had not become Muslims yet, nor could they have become Muslims then. And the Prophet are not commanded to pray for their parents about whom it may be possible that they were idolaters. Therefore the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, did not pray but submitted that, O Allah, you have bestowed a great blessing on them also. It is such a great blessing that you made me to be born in their home. They cannot thank you because they don't know what blessing you have bestowed on them. Enable me so that I can render thanks to you on their behalf. I feel there could not have been a better method to pray for their forgiveness than this. And in this sense, he repaid their kindness also. You see how the subject has been tackled. You should remember the kindness of your parents. Remembering the kindness of his parents, the Holy may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, says, O Allah, enable me to render thanks on their behalf. So, on behalf of whom the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is rendering thanks. How is it possible? I cannot believe it, that Allah should not forgive them. And here Allah has defined gratitude. The gratitude that we express word of mouth is no gratitude. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, How should I render thanks? I should always do such deeds as a result of which you should be pleased. In this, it has also explained the philosophy of rendering thanks. A man rendered thanks because someone has done him a favor and he wants to repay that favor. However, you cannot repay Allah's favors. But this is the soul of repaying favors, that when you repay favor, the one who did the favor is pleased. When someone gives you a gift and you give better gift, such gifts are temporary things. At times, one does not even use the gift. He may give it to someone else or throw it away, as it may not be of any use to him. But he is no doubt pleased. If you give someone a very small gift, he is pleased. So how deep a psychological point has been stated here. He said, now I cannot do favor to you, but I can at least please you. And a favor is only repaid so that someone is pleased. So you should now so decree that I am enabled to do such good deeds I don't know with what deed you are pleased. Whichever deed you become pleased with, I should continue to do such deeds, and I should continue to win your pleasure all my life, and continue to please you. Not only this, but also make my progeny righteous. And in his progeny, all of you are also included, not on direct descendants, but 
all the people who have developed link with him or will develop link with him all are included in this prayer inni tubtu ilayka wa inni minal muslimin now you see how the matter has been made so clear the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him submits you know that i have returned to him i have done such rims that no one has ever done such a repentance i don't want anyone else i can make this claim that i am a muslim so as a result of this prayer show kindness to those who will come after me and will develop a link with me and enable them also to do such deeds with which you are pleased i will end today's sermon on this prayer but i will remind you once again that this prayer was needed by everyone every in all periods but as is this prayer needed in this period in this world at this place where i am delivering this sermon perhaps never did such a need arise in any other place you are living in such cruel surroundings whose air is poisonous where the children breathe they suffer two kinds of pollution one pollution is what people can see and against it the minds have become alerted they say we must somehow reduce this obvious pollution the pollution of the air which through germs through dust particles and through poisonous gases can be seen by the world they have become clearly warned about it and are making effort to control it but another pollution is such which can kill much more and it is a pollution which can destroy the soul that pollution is so much in this air that if they were to know in what air they are breathing they will collapse with fear that what air it is which we are inhaling with each breath but they pay no attention to it so when you say this prayer you should pray in this way that you have to save yourself from this pollution and you should pray for your friends also that may allah protect them from this pollution this air is really very filthy i have seen many ahmadi parents weeping they say this is how our daughter slipped out of our hands and this is how our son is slipping out of our hands their thinking changes his concept of life changes and no admonition can work on him he looks at things in one way and the parents see things in an entirely different way so in such a situation one cannot have support beside prayer there are many other things also with prayer which i have been explaining on various occasions and will inshallah mention them in future also but our most powerful support is prayer and among the prayers i feel the prayer which i have read to you now is most needed today 
in the situation in America and in the situation of the rest of the world. May Allah enable us that we should say this prayer as it ought to be said, diving deep in its meaning and with moving feelings. We should say this prayer for ourselves and for our coming generations. And may Allah accept these prayers. Amen. Alhamdulillah, Namadu and Astainu, Safiro and Nomino de He, when a Savakal Wale, when Audo Villa, even Shururi and Furina, women say Yatia Malina, Maya de la Fala Mudilla Lahu. Suddenly stand up to save time, perhaps. I don't know why. 
in normal you shouldn't save time I mean not that gingerly and that uh, miserly as long as you're in the prayer of Allah, Allah you're good your time is well spent so then don't make hasty moves and also when you say your prayer in the mosque after the Imam don't make haste in you know striking the ground as if you know something is beating the ground repeatedly I have noticed this too Rasulullah also once noticed this, at least once, he may, may have noticed many times, and he said, don't do that. Say the prayer with calm. Each part of the prayer must be said with calm. Forget about the movement. The first movement should not be translated into the second. There should be complete break, complete pause. So once he washed a companion of his who was doing things hurriedly, he said, you have not said the nuas. So he said again, again he smiled said, no, no, you haven't said the nuas. Three times it happened. Then he gave up, he said, Ya Rasulullah, tell me please, how should I say my nuas? This is what he said that I have told you. He said, each part of the nuas should become peaceful and stationary. Have you, have you have calmed down when you say you what you have to say in that part, then sta stand up with grace, not in a hurry. So I hope, inshallah, you'll remember this uh, admonition of Allah as well. Now please stand up for the prayer.